Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, good morning. Before I say a word in the homily here, I just want to thank you for your amazing birthday cards. So thank you for doing those. Thank you for writing them. Thank you for what you wrote. I took the time yesterday. I read every single one, and I have kept every single one because they were that good. So thank you. That really meant a lot to me. Um, Okay, so let's dive into the gospel that we have today. Jesus in the gospel today gives us, he's showing us, he's laying out for us these two paths, these two paths. Uh, And he calls one the the path of the foolish man and the path of the wise man. Now, just by raising your hand, who thinks that he wants us to choose the path of the wise man? Very good, class. Okay, yes, we want to choose the path of wisdom, the path of the wise man. And the way that he kind of spells these two paths out is he gives us this story of these two men who are building houses for themselves. They use the same stuff, the same wood, the same bricks, the same stones, the same walls, roofs, shingles, windows, doors, all of it's the same. The only thing that's different is where they choose to build their houses, right? So the foolish man builds his house on where? And the wise man builds his house on solid rock. Very good. The foolish man builds his house on sand, and the wise man built his house on solid rock. And what Jesus is trying to communicate to us is that the foundation matters. The foundation matters. He's trying to get us to see that the foundation matters. Here's, here's the punchline. Here's the point of this whole story, these two paths, these two houses. What Jesus is trying to say is this, that Unless we build our lives on the foundation of Jesus, unless our life is built on the foundation of Jesus, meaning like seeking his will, following his way, listening to his voice, loving Jesus, knowing Jesus, serving him, like unless the Lord is the foundation of our life, we're going to have a hard time. He says that if if we build our life on anything except anything besides him, our life is going to, it's not going to become as beautiful as we would want it to be. It's going to crack, it's going to crumble, is what he's saying. The foundation matters, the foundation matters. Unless we build our life on the foundation of Jesus, then the way that we'll live our life it'll eventually give way, is what Jesus is saying. Now, I told you guys earlier in the year, and I've been telling you since that this year, we want to take you deep. Say deep. Deep. We want to take you deeper this year. I want to tell you a story of when things between me and Jesus got real deep. And it all has to do with the Eucharist. So going back in time a number of years to the year 2011, raise your hand if you were born yet in 2011. Okay, so a few of us. Very good. Okay. 2011, I was in first theology in the seminary. So seminary, it's where you study to be a priest. You do four years of college where you study philosophy, and then you do five years of graduate studies where you study theology. So how many years total is that? 
How many? Nine. nine. Okay, I thought we might have to do a math quiz here. Okay, four years of college, five years of grad school, nine years total. So, I'm in my first year of graduate studies, year five of the nine. And what happens in first theology is you go through this ceremony called, it's a very fancy term, institution to the ministry of acolyte. What is that? Well, it's a fancy way of saying it's the first time that you publicly declare as a seminarian that I think this is the path that the Lord is calling me to. It's a very, impo- it's a very important, very powerful, very, very serious mass celebrated with the bishop where you publicly declare, I think that this is what the Lord is calling me to. And in fact, it's so serious that there's a certain point in the ritual where you kneel in front of the bishop and you make a promise. That you're publicly declaring, I think this is what my life is going to be. It's very heavy. It's very serious. And so before the, the Mass was to take place, my classmates and I, we got to spend a, a good period of time with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. We got to pray a holy hour together. We were in this tiny little chapel. It was barely big enough to fit the five of us sitting in chairs. And there was an altar in the center of the chapel. And one of the priests from the seminary, he came and he placed the Blessed Sacrament, on the altar, in the monstrance, Jesus there for all of us to be with for that whole hour before the Mass. We were really close. Like sitting there where I was sitting, I mean, I was probably like, gosh, it felt, it was probably like three feet away from the Eucharist. I mean, close, real close. Like face to face, like eye to eye, nose to nose, real close. Like 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, like when you guys come to the Vine on Monday nights with Claire and I, when we come up here for adoration, it was kind of like that, how we have you surround the altar and the monstrance is right here and you get to be real close. So close. So close. Where's Cole? 6th grade. Cole, where are you? You here? Cole. No, not Coleman. Cole. There you are. At the 6th grade retreat, I was struck by this, Cole, when you said you even noticed that there were cobwebs on the monstrance. You noticed that. That's how close we were. So that's where we were. We were in this holy hour before the Mass, sitting in front of Jesus, and this is what happened to me. I'm looking at the Blessed Sacrament, and this is the thought. This is what occurred to me. This is what struck me. Either this is real, meaning like either this is really true that the God of the universe, the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, actually has come down, he's actually hiding himself in bread and wine, that he's actually in front of me, either that is real or it's not real and none of it's real. And if it is real, if he really is there, this is the thought that occurred to me, if he is really there, then what I'm about to do with my life, meaning if I'm about to kneel in front of a bishop and say, this is what I want my life to be, the idea that I'm going to give my life entirely to God in the Eucharist, like that is the most sensible, rational, that's the best thing I could do with my life if he's really there. But if he's not there, then what I'm about to do is the most foolish thing possible. What a waste of a life. And now look, I'm not going to tell you that I experienced like a miracle that day in the chapel. I didn't hear a voice. I didn't see any glowing light there wasn't any extra anything i didn't like smell roses jesus didn't appear to me it was just very quiet and all i knew in that moment 
was that deep in my heart was this very firm, very quiet conviction that he's really there. I I can't explain it. I don't know how to explain that. I don't know how to how to wrap my head around that? How do we explain that the God of the universe hides himself in a little piece of bread? I don't know how to explain that. But all I knew in that moment was that I, I believed it. And I still believe it. And I put, it's like I pushed all the chips in on this. I went all in on it. Like that was the day, that moment, that I decided to build the foundation of my life, to build my life on the foundation of the Eucharist. And it's made all the difference. Like that was the day, that was the moment where I knew that the rest of my life would be focused on Jesus in the Eucharist. Everything would come back to him, everything would go forth from him. It was all about him present in the Eucharist. And look, I am, I am convinced, I am convinced that the Lord is going to be calling many of you young men to probably make a similar decision one day. That Jesus is going to be inviting you to think about discerning the vocation of the priesthood, to to make your entire life about Jesus in the Eucharist. And I'm convinced that there are many of you young ladies that Jesus is going to be asking the same thing, to consider making your entire life about Jesus and the Eucharist, being totally his as a consecrated nun, as a sister, as a religious. And I'm 1,000% convinced that every single one of us, Jesus is inviting to have him be the foundation of our lives. Like Jesus and the Eucharist, that's the foundation. And it makes all the difference. You look at the lives of the saints. You look at the people who have most impacted this world. They weren't big war heroes. They weren't big generals. They weren't politicians. The people who have changed this world the most are the saints. And what are the saints? The saints are the people who have built their life on the foundation of Jesus present in the Eucharist. That is it. And that makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. So friends, this is the invitation for us to think about today. What is the foundation of my life? What's the foundation? Is it him? If it's not him, we've got to refocus. That's what Advent's about. It's about the time to refocus, reprioritize, get our hearts ready. He's the foundation. Jesus, who's coming to us in this Mass, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of the universe, the God who hung the stars in the sky, That unbelievably big God comes down to us to give himself to us. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But it's true. Amen.